14 verses 15 to 24, uh, the parable of the great feast. Hearing this, a man sitting at the table with Jesus exclaimed, what a blessing it will be to attend a banquet in the kingdom of God. Jesus replied with this story. A man prepared a great feast and sent out many invitations. When the banquet was ready, he sent his servant to tell our guests, come, the banquet is ready. But they all began making excuses. One said, I have just bought a field and must inspect it. Please excuse me. Another said, I have just bought five pairs of oxen and I want to try them out. Please excuse me. Another said, I just got married, so I can't come. The servant returned and told his master what they had said. His master was furious and said, go quickly into the streets and alleys of the town and invite the poor, the crippled, the blind and the lame. After the servant had done this, he reported, there is still room for more. So his master said, go out into the country lanes and behind the hedges and urge anyone you find to come so the house will be full for none of those I first invited will get even the smallest taste of my banquet. Hi, Adrian here. Unbelievable privilege to be back with you either in this moment now live or on demand in the moment that you get to watch this. And as you've probably seen, I'm in a slightly different setting to normal. Um, I just thought given that Vicky, as she's just uh, read, uh, is, we're looking at this parable around the story of a banquet, I thought it'd be fun to all sit around a table together. And so I invite you to sit around my table with me as we look at this amazing story of Jesus that's all about a banquet. Now, before we dig into the story, I just wanna set it in context. You see, Jesus has been invited to a meal, a meal on Sabbath. Uh, and that was like an amazing privilege. Like a meal on that day was all about like celebrating who God is, remembering that God is in control and remembering that God is calling his people into rest. And one day will provide eternal rest. However, that wasn't really what was going on in this meal. Rather, Jesus had been invited into this meal in order that those who'd invited him could interview him, could examine him as to kind of who he said he was and what he was about, because Jesus was talking a lot about the kingdom of God, of God's rule and reign coming now, and that he was one who'd come to do that. And so those around the table were very suspicious, wanted to examine him. However, their plot to examine Jesus was quickly turned in order that actually Jesus ended up causing them to examine themselves. You see, just before Jesus tells this story, he notes how each of them jostle for positions of honor around the table. They kind of are continuously nudging one another out the way to see who can get the most honorable seats. And Jesus turns to them and says, like, this isn't a way to act. Rather, the, rather act with humility and seek to honour others. And I think spoken and encouraged them with that, one of those around the table suddenly says this, what a blessing it will be to attend a banquet in the kingdom of God. Now, when he said this, what he was doing is he was making a comment, yes, but doing a couple of other things. Firstly, he wanted to see how was Jesus going to respond to this? Because when he talked about that banquet in the kingdom of God, actually that was looking back to a promise that Isaiah had foretold. And you can read it in Isaiah 20, chapter 25, verses 6 to 9, where in it there's this promise that God one day will reveal the wonder of his kingdom, his rule and reign, 
through gathering people to this amazing banquet to witness how he gets rid of death, how he removes shame, and how he then brings comfort through wiping everyone's tears. You see, this banquet that was being spoken of was a banquet that was all about God's rule and reign that brings exactly that. It brings an end to death, the hope of that. It brings a promise of wholeness, that shame is removed, rather all know they're loved and accepted. And it brings this deep sense of comfort where every tear is wiped away. And so this individual like says, hey, what about that banquet to come? Isn't that going to be good? And part of it is like to say, well, how Jesus do you see this? But also it was kind of that moment of saying, and don't you think like what we're doing here is like a foretaste of that? And then Jesus tells this story, a story of a banquet. But in him telling that story, it kind of like turns everything on its head and says, look, I don't think the banquet you're expecting is going to be quite as you expected it. And he wants them to understand like what it means to be invited to this banquet and how you need to accept that invitation. It's God's kingdom is coming. And Jesus wants them to see that. He wants to see that he has come to reveal the rule and reign of God. The question is, will they accept it? And so Jesus tells this story, and he tells a story about a, a master, a host, who puts on this great banquet and has invited some people to come along and has got everything ready and then sends his servant out to invite his guests to the banquet, because that's how they'd have done it in the Middle East. They'd have first sent out an invite, say, do you wanna to come to my banquet? Then having heard a yes, they'd then get the banquet ready, all the food, all the drink, everything laid out. And then they'd send out the servant to gather in those who've been invited. You feel like it's like for us today, you might get invited around my house for dinner and you'd come around and you then would maybe mill around in my lounge or maybe we'd mill around in my kitchen, like having a drink, chatting, just as the food was finished, being finished to get ready. And then there come a moment where I say, hey, it's time to take our seats. And we'd all then begin to move to take our seats around the table. And it's at that point that Jesus interrupts the story and says, yeah, but the servant goes to say the meal is ready and everyone who's invited like makes an excuse. This was like scandalous. Those who were listening to it were like, you what? It was like scandalous because it was about the kind of type of excuses given and the timing of the excuses. See, what each of these individuals revealed is that their placemat was all about like status. Like this excuse was about like either land they owned or like possessions they had or a relationship status and saying that that status was way more valuable, way more important than going to this banquet. But it wasn't just about status. We find that actually they were dishonoring the host in how they responded to the invitation. You see, in this moment, they're basically saying, actually, what I'm doing is more important. It's about my status, but also they're saying, actually, this is so good. You see, the excuses they gave just didn't add up to the listeners. You see, you didn't buy land 
or buy oxen and not examine them first. Therefore, to say that you're examining them how to, after purchasing is just not heard of. It just isn't a true excuce. Or you didn't say, oh yeah, I'll come to your banquet and say, oh yeah, because I'm married, I can't come because actually everyone knew that you could be separate from a wife from a moment. And so the excuses didn't add up. But also the timing was off. See, to suddenly wait to the point where the food is ready and then you get to say at that moment, like, oh no, I'm not coming. Like that was deeply dishonoring. It was dishonoring of the host of saying, actually, what I'm about is more important than you. See, the excuses were about status, they were dishonoring, but it was also ultimately rejecting. Because what they were doing is saying, we're not coming to your banquet. And therefore the banquet can't go ahead. We're rejecting your generosity and we're rejecting your banquet. Therefore, it's done. And you see, for those listening in that moment, my guess is Jesus paused and there'd have been silence around the room. Like, who's Jesus referring to? Like, this is scandalous that people would know they've been invited to the banquet, but when the banquet finally arrives, they choose not to turn up. They choose not to sit down. I can imagine it for a moment that in that moment that I ask you to sit around my table, as you go to grab the back of the chair, you suddenly say, actually, I can't sit down. I need to go and examine a house that I've just bought online. It just doesn't add up. And just everyone else makes an excuse and goes suddenly, like I'm dishonored, I'm rejected. The meal is ending. And for those listening, it was like, what is going on? But who is Jesus talking about? Like, if the banquet of God is being announced, are we those who are missing out? But with that kind of ringing and that silence kind of occurring, Jesus continues the story and then turns now to the servant going back to the master and saying to him, like, knowing that this means the banquet is done, like no one's coming. We find the master is angry, but that anger quickly turns to love. That's what the master does is he says, let's draw up a new guest list. And he turns to the servant, he says, look, go out and invite these people. Go out and invite the marginalized. Go out and invite the outcast. He's like, go and invite those that are forgotten, those who are forsaken, those who are ignored. And what we discover is they gladly accept. They come along. They can't believe they've been invited. And then the servant goes and says to the master, hey, they've all come, but there's still room. And so the master says, I want it to be full. Go and invite more. You see, Jesus is pushing this picture. Remember, it's all about the kingdom of God and the master that's being revealed is God. And Jesus is wanting us to understand at this moment that this God that he's revealing is extravagantly, abundantly generous. He's looking to invite all. And so he then says to the servant in the story, the master says, go and do what? Invite everyone, you see. Everyone. The marginalized, the forsaken, and everyone. And then he goes on and says, and also those who say, not me. It doesn't say that though, does it? It says, actually, those who need to be urged. 
You see, there's some who, in hearing the invite, think that that can't possibly be for me. If you really knew who I was, if you knew what I'd done, and yet the generosity of the master is no, even you are invited. Will you come? And the story ends in this massive crescendo, and yet also this awkward moment where we find out that those who come feast on the banquet, those who choose to ignore the invite and reject it, never get to taste it. And Jesus leaves the story hanging. My guess is in that moment, that meal became very silent that Jesus was in. As those who heard him were examining themselves and thinking like, who is he talking about? Some of them angry, some of them thinking in disgust, what does he think he's talking about? As Jesus was calling them to understand, actually he is the one who's announcing the banquet has begun. Are you coming? And you see it as the story is revealed. See, the story is revealed through the life of Jesus that he continuously comes and announces the kingdom of God is at hand. God's rule and reign is here through me. What do we find? The marginalized. Those who have forsaken, forgotten. They're the ones who cling to him and quickly accept. We then find that there are forces at work that say, actually, this isn't going to happen. We're going to reject you. We're going to dishonor you. And they reject Jesus so much that they seek to put an end to the banquet by sentencing him to death on a cross. And yet God turns that moment to actually not become the end of the banquet, but rather the inauguration of the banquet. So the cross becomes the vehicle through Jesus' death and resurrection that actually everything that was promised in Isaiah 25 comes into being. That this banquet is fully revealed through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. You see, through the cross and through the resurrection of Jesus, suddenly death is defeated. There's hope. Hope of eternal life. Through the cross, shame is wiped away. We can know unconditional love and acceptance. Through the cross and resurrection of Jesus, we get to know the comfort of God now here that we would know him wiping away every tear. Not distant, but very present. See, this promise that Jesus tells through this story of this banquet is fulfilled through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. In order that anyone who accepts the invitation is then able to know now and know for the future that one day Jesus will return and he will fill this earth with everything that he has accomplished an end to death, life eternal. They will all be known as loved and accepted and all will know comfort and joy. We get to know it now and look forward to a future. Which brings us to a point then of, what do we do then? What do we do with a story? Well, for some of us, you just need to know you're invited. The invitation is there for you today. That Jesus invites you to his banquet. A banquet that celebrates his rule and reign. His rule and reign that promises that he longs for you to taste life and life eternal. He longs for you to know 
a removal of our shame in order that we can know his unconditional love and acceptance. And he longs for us to know the comfort he offers in every circumstance. And all we have to do to take a seat is just simply accept the invitation and say, Jesus, I receive your rule and reign over my life. And for some of us, maybe that's it for today. We come and say, I take the invite and I take my seat. For many of us, though, we've taken a seat. We've taken a seat around this banquet and we know that our lives are ones that we're seeking to live under the rule and reign of Jesus. Well, for us, let's not lose sight of the fact it was all about him. It was never about us. It's never about our performance. It's never about how honoured we are. It's rather the fact that Jesus invited us. Not because of who we are, but because of who he is. And we simply accepted, and we therefore got to sit around the table. What amazing grace. God's unconditional love and mercy revealed in and through Jesus. But also let's not forget that we therefore get invited to feast on this banquet daily. Looking forward to, yes, one day seeing Jesus face to face and knowing the fullness of what he has to offer. Eternal life, wholeness, comfort. But today we get to feast on that. We get to feast on the, the life, the resurrected life that he provides for us. We get to feast on the fact that we're those that now have nothing to prove. We're not full of shame, we're rather those that are eternally, unconditionally loved and accepted. We're those that can know the comfort of God wherever we are. Boy, do we need comfort at the moment. With ever-changing uncertainty, like we just need comfort. And Jesus calls us to the table and says, come feast on the comfort that I can provide through my Holy Spirit. But it doesn't just end there. It isn't just as the invitation for some, that for others, it's, it's, for us, it's we're being reminded that we do sit around the table. There's actually a further thing, that is that for those of us who are sat around the table, we then get to hand out the your invited cards. See, we get to be those like the servant in the story who go to everyone. Even those that think, surely not me, especially them, and say, no, no, the banquet is limitless in room and limitless in who's invited. The choice is, will you come? Let's be extravagant in the invitation to those around us as boy, do they need it. So this story, the story of a banquet is a story to contemplate, a story to receive and a story to reveal.